Happy New Year, everyone. This is our year. This is our time. This is our moment. Every year we say that. Every year we try to level up. So in this episode, we are going to cover Sierra's song, Level Up. Stream it, love it, buy it. All right, you guys. So I kind of want to talk about money because that's one of the things that we all kind of put in our list. Like this year, we're going to make more money. We're going to move up in our career and so forth. So I want to go back to 2021. Yes, I know we're in 2023 now, but I want to go back to 2021 to kind of use that as an example. So basically in 2021, our family grew and we were nervous. We were trying to figure out ways to generate more income. We were approaching Christmas time, so we had to get smart. So what I thought about is I started this craft and I was thinking to myself, like possibly this craft can be used to make more income. So I started doing it, getting a little bit more comfortable, and I started selling this craft that I was making. So I wasn't really expecting much from it. I thought I was just going to make about like $100 or something. And I really loved doing this craft. I had so much fun doing it. And I wasn't really thinking too much into it. And finally, when I started selling it, it started selling like hotcakes. And I made a lot of money. And my partner, he also had a craft that I encouraged him to do. And he started selling his like hotcakes as well. And that income put together made us make Christmas happen and make it special. But I think what was the really seal of the deal was that we made sure that we had fun doing it because we had fun doing it. <laughs> I will go and see him in one of his offices and he's you know generating these crafts, shipping them out. And I was in my office generating my craft, shipping it out. The only thing that was stressful is that when it comes for Christmas, you want to do the art of surprise. So while we're shipping out things and trying to box it up, we're also receiving things from Amazon and so forth and trying to hurry up and wrap that up. Also getting supplies for our crafts to generate more product. But it was a really lovely thing because it taught me that Sometimes you don't need to think too deep into things. Sometimes you just have to have fun doing it and people will just start coming towards it. So then now I want to talk about what I learned about my first job when I was 16. My first job was a typical first job as a teenager, which was McDonald's. (laughs) And I really wanted to work there because I was tired of my parents buying my clothes. And like I say in so many episodes, my parents are foreign. So I kind of had foreign style. (laughs) So anyways, um, when I first got this job, I was so excited to be making my, my own money. My friend, she got it for me at the time. She was my best friend. And When I first started, they had me cleaning toilets. They had me clean the lobby. And I was just like, ugh. But I was like, whatever. I'm making my own money. I'm so excited. My parents were excited for me. It was nice. So then I moved on up to Fry's. (laughs) Sounds like a coming to America story, huh? But I moved up to Fry's. And I was like, okay, this is cool. It was kind of like oily. And, you know, I'm sweating. But whatever. I'm making money. I'm motivated. (laughs) So then I went from fries to working the first window of the drive-thru, and that's when you get the transactions. And I love doing it. I made it fun. Um, I enjoyed my time there. I also was teaching other people how to work it that were coming in new. And it was just my stationary place. That was my place. When I got out of school, I would walk down to McDonald's, go in the bathroom, put my uniform on, 
work the drive through. And what that job taught me was about moving up. You start from this place, you go to this place, and you go to that place. And I moved up pretty fast. And they even were talking about maybe make me turn into management once I turned 18. So I was working there and I was enjoying it. We had one girl that started working there and she was new, but she worked the drive through. She eventually got to there and an incident happened where she was there. She ran out into the kitchen area and she said someone's trying to rob the place. No one believed her. They looked at the security footage and they seen that someone indeed reached over in the drive through and got the money and tried to rob the place. I wasn't there, I didn't work the shift, but I heard about it because, you know, when you work in a workplace, rumors happen, things speculate, and yeah, so I think like a month went by, and then finally I worked at the drive through and then someone came, and they pointed a weapon at me that is a three-letter word I can't see on YouTube, and I didn't see it, but I did see something poking through their pocket, and they said, give me the money, B. So me, thinking, thinking quickly, I ran. At the time, I did have the register open. I don't remember why. I think I was putting like a coupon in, but I ran and I didn't even care. I wasn't even thinking about it. Went into the kitchen area. I was like, hey, somebody's trying to rob the place. Somebody's trying to rob the place. So my manager, he came back, kind of peered over to like the side of the wall to make sure it was safe. And he seen the one was there and he checked to see all the money was there. All the money was there. He closed the register and he closed the sliding window. So then after that, he called the police. So when the police came, they started questioning me. They said, how do we know you're not in on it? And I was like, how am I in on it? Like, I would never do nothing like that. And they were like, well, how do we know? Because you let the register open, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, check the footage. I was like, I didn't like make any communication of this or that with this person. I just ran. I, I ran in fear for my life. So they went to go check the footage. This establishment, <laughs> well, the McDonald's I was working at, they was kind of like, they did whatever. And I guess the camera wasn't working for a couple weeks and no one cared to fix it. So there was no footage. So then the police came back to me and they started interrogating me, talking about, well, how do we know that you didn't, you told the person that the camera wasn't working, it would be free for them to take the money. So then my manager, he stepped in because it was just getting ridiculous because they were treating me like a suspect and I was the victim. So then... My manager, he was like, okay, well, she's been working here for almost about two years. And if she was going to steal, she would have been done that. And I checked the register. There's no money missing. And he was like, well, how do you know she wasn't in on it? He's like, why would she be in on it? There would have been money taken. So then finally, someone was outside taking trash into the dumpster. And I guess they came back in and they were like, hey, I did see someone back out of the drive through very quickly. Like they were in a hurry, like they did something crazy. Then the police were like, oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your comment. And I'm thinking to thank him for his comment. Like, I'm trying to tell you what actually happened. I actually seen the person. Then the police was like, well, how do you know it was a weapon called a three letter word? And I was just like, I didn't look to see like, hey, <laughs> I know you're pointing something on me. Is this really a, you know, a three letter word? Is it really like, can you show me? <laughs> let, let me make sure. I'm not about to make sure of anything. If you point something at me through your pocket and tell me to give me the money, B, I know from watching movies, okay, <laughs> that this has to be some type of weapon. I'm not about to check to see all that. So finally, the police left. And I called my dad and I, I said, Poppy, please come pick me up. So my dad, he ended up getting there like 30 minutes later. I went home. 
I never returned back to work. I, I did no call, no shows. I didn't even care. I was like, y'all can go ahead and fire me. I don't even care at this point because it was scary talking to the police. Y'all don't even have your cameras working. So I don't feel, I feel even more not safe. And I still feel like that person's going to come back. And what if I'm working the register again and they attack me? So finally, not even like a day later or two days later, they call me a week later and they tell me, oh, you know, if you want to come back to work, you know, uh, let us know when you want to come back, take as much time as, as you need. Um, but we really do need you here. So just let us know um, when you think about coming back. So I tell them, I was like, you know what? I really don't feel comfortable. I really don't feel safe. I just want to pick up my last check. And that's before I had a bank account because, you know, when you're in high school, you're not <laughs> thinking about bank accounts and stuff like that. So anyways, um, I went down over there and got my last check. I was looking busted, y'all, because I was scared. Like, I had, like, a hoodie on. I was, I was looking, I was looking bad. I didn't even do my hair. I was just scared. I don't know why. I just was scared. Even though I went during the day to pick up my check, I just was still fearful walking in there. I was just traumatized. So they gave my check. No harm, no foul. Um, they said, thank you for working here and all that stuff. And they had me sign some paperwork and then I left. During that time, um, after that, it was hard to find work because it was during the recession. So I was just like, oh, man, like, how am I going to find some work? Because, you know, I want to make money, but I'll never work fast food ever again in my life. Because <laughs> that right there had me traumatized from the incident that happened. So then after that, I finally was like, okay, let me just keep applying for places, applying for places. Now I've finally graduated from high school. And... I was able to get two jobs. It was for Rite Aid and Applebee's. I loved working at both those places. I didn't work there for long because we were in the middle of moving. And I thought we were going to move in the same area, but we actually moved two hours away. So anyways, I was at that job for about three months for both of them. And it was cool because Rite Aid and Applebee's were both in the same parking lot. Um, I liked Rite Aid. It was really chill. It was really cool. It was a lot of more like people who were older than me which is all right, but I didn't really like building relationships there, but we were all just cool, you know? Um, when I worked at Applebee's, it was basically the same thing. I worked the morning shift. So the morning shift is usually like um, you have your seniors coming in and, um, you know, I'm just preparing menus, basically just wiping them down, you know, helping some of the servers wipe down tables here and there, greeting everybody. Um, Applebee's, I'll say it helped me get out of my comfort zone. Because I am a shy person. Unless I'm in an environment where I feel comfortable or around someone that makes me feel comfortable, I don't really talk too much. I'm just shy. Or I'm just staring off in space going into la-la land. But other than that, that job taught me how to get out of my comfort zone. And for writing, it kind of just helped me, you know, take initiative and responsibility. So there's a lot of things that weren't like really my job to do, but I would just do it because a lot of times it's just standing there because in the morning shift at Rite Aid, there wasn't really a lot going on in that area. So that, those are what those two jobs kind of basically taught me. So then after those jobs, I worked home health and I love that job. I was able to take care of people, being able to just have them feel like family. Like we did Christmas stuff for them. We did Thanksgiving stuff with them. It taught me how to organize a home. It, it taught me how to, you know, um, prepare different type of meals. It taught me how to just, you know, take care of people. Um, I'm administrating medication because I was a medical assistant, but they had me doing a lot of more 
uh, work that had to do with with the self-care type things for my patients. So that job basically taught me how to organize and run things because there were set schedules and the management that we had, like she was really, really good at just like doing things like this. She even taught me how to fold a fitted sheet. You know, a fitted sheet is really hard to fold, but she <laughs> she taught me how to do it. And now I do it like easy, okay? But that's what I learned from that job. So anyways, moved over and then I started working at desk jobs. Desk jobs were a lot different from the previous jobs I worked from because when you work at desk jobs, um, it's cool. You have your computer, you have your own little cubicle. But for some reason at desk jobs, there is a lot of drama, And I think it's because we're not moving so much. We're sitting in one area. So people can bring whatever happened on the freeway from traffic, whatever happened at home, whatever just happened in their personal life, period. They bring that into you and sometimes they just try to look for someone to just attack. My first desk job was me being a secretary. I actually was doing by myself. It was really cool, but because I was young, there was a lot of people just trying to find issues with me. But um, I did my job and everything was cool. It's just the feistiness of some of the women in there. It was just it was just too much. So then I started moving on into a different industry and working to the office. And uh, this is when I worked with multiple people and I had my own cubicle. This first job was really, really cool. It um, actually taught me a lot about phone etiquette. It taught me a lot about proper emails. It taught me a lot about just um, even more with organization and stuff like that. So I really loved that job. It was really, really cool. But I later on had to leave because just the drama that comes into the office space, it just became too much. People form a story and everyone connects dots to what they feel like the story is. And all of a sudden, it's just unnecessary drama. My last desk job that I worked was cool. And then my father passed away. It was just a lot for me to go back. Mentally, I was not where I wanted to be. And really, I I probably should have just never just came back because mentally, I just wasn't there. Some of the things that took place were a lot of times when I was feeling like I wanted to be myself because, you know, I was still processing of my father being gone. People will form, oh, she doesn't want to talk to me. This It was just stuff in that, that type of place. And then it escalated to some things that just spiraled. Everyone deals with grief different. It's like um, if you're grieving, people don't want to see you smile in pictures or anything like that because then they say you're not grieving. Because, you know, when people think something, they, they go with it and they create whatever narrative they want to. After that job, I figured out I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to do something where I actually enjoyed my work. I wanted to do something where... It wasn't like I've been working here for years and I have an entry-level person coming in making more money than me that has no experience. I wanted to be somewhere where I could be appreciated. And I come an entrepreneur. I did my research and it takes about 10 streams of income to become a millionaire. So back then I had about five and I had one passive income, which was great. Um, for those who don't know what passive income is, it's basically you making an investment in something and making money in your sleep. And I made an investment and I made a lot of money in my sleep. (laughs) And then I also had my main source of income. And that was very helpful because that was the thing driving everything else. And then I have my other ones that I did on the side. And like I said, when I started the one in 2021 with my crafting business, and the only reason I didn't continue with that was because the company I was going through to ship out my items, they started giving me miscellaneous charges. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, we can't do this. (laughs) 
I need to figure out another way. So then I had some people that I personally gave items to that were making payments, which was cool, but it wasn't as much as the amount as it was with me shipping. So I didn't wasn't able to find another shipping company for me to go to that charged me as cheap as the one I initially was going to. So then I just was like, kind of put it to the back burner and started making other things happen. So I'm probably going to get back to my crafting business, but I'm just going to wait a little bit because I want to do it during during a certain time. When it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's great. You know, you're working your own hours, you're making your own schedule and everything, but it's all on you. So that means when it comes to sick time, when it comes to you want to take a vacation, you have to really schedule those things because you don't have no sick time. You are working all the time, but you're enjoying it because at the end of the day, it's not one of those things where you have to ask for permission, you have to deal with this. It's just you, you know, and you're able to just actually really focus because it's you. And it teaches you a lot about organization. It teaches you a lot about making your own research and all those type of different things because things change over time. A lot of times it does get rough, but I enjoy so much of what I'm doing. I have fun. And that's one of those things that helps you continue to do things. It's not pushing yourself too much because you're trying to get to a goal that you're not enjoying what you're doing. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're never going to get to where you want to get because you're doing it in a way where the love is not in there. You know, the jobs where I worked at, especially the desk jobs, I would never get promoted. They will say that I'll get promoted when I'm like, you know what, I don't know if I can do this. And then they'll, you know, ease you back in and talk you into doing this. I'll just hold on. I had one place where I put my two weeks notice in and I guess after I did that, a lot of people also did the same. So HR pulled me in and she was like, well, why is everybody leaving? It's like, you put yours in and then all of a sudden, like, I have 50 employees who are also putting theirs in. And I'm thinking in my head, it's because this place sucks. <laughs> you know, you guys are not trying to promote nobody. You're not trying to give no one equal pay. Like, you know, but I just told her straight up. I said, I don't know. Having to deal with all that. Not being able to get no promotions, not being able to get, you know, equal pay. People coming in with no experience are making $20 and I've been working there for two years and I'm only making $16. It kind of puts a hole in your heart, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was just like, okay, well, I, I have bills too. I have family too. I want to grow too. And it's just like, uh, not seeing that. So yeah, entrepreneurship is a great thing to me because at the end of the day, it's just like you are able to make everything work for yourself. You're the ones who put everything together. One of my goals for this year for 2023 is to get even more organized. I have a planner. I always have planners. I'll have calendars, but I never really fill them out like that. And in December, I filled them out all the way to March of this year in 2023. So I have all the things that I want to do. I have everything spaced out and I'm really happy about that. I just want to continue with that. So just continue to be organized and, you know, getting everything how I want to do. When I became a podcaster, (laughs) this was something that was really new to me. I was very nervous about it. I never really thought about being a podcaster. I help people behind the scenes to become a podcaster. But for me to actually be in front of the camera on the mic and to do it, I never thought that was going to be something that I would do. But I'm glad that I've done it. And now I'm looking at my analytics and I have, you know, people in the U.S., of course, because I'm in the U.S. And then you have people in Brazil, you have people in Africa, you have people in South America. And it's just like it's it's really great because 
I was just kind of doing this type of thing because I felt like I got assigned to do it. And then second, it was very therapeutic to me. It's very therapeutic for me to talk to you guys about some of my experiences and some of my losses and some of my wins and some of my journeys to get to the wins. So I'm really excited about that. Like something that is so fun to me, it's just progressing on its own. And I don't really have like a big expectation of quickly being on the homepage after episode two. But just to see that people are actually listening, that you guys are actually listening is a great thing. And that's what I'm saying, like having fun to do things, it just pushes you to, to keep doing it. You know, um, a lot of times when you want to start something, it's very important to me, in my opinion, to keep it to yourself. Because a lot of times people can unintentionally pull you away from where you want to be. It's because they'll tell you about all the work and you get all that pounded in your head rather than you just finding it out yourself and making the mistakes, growing from it and making it happen. So just keep it to yourself so you're able to be comfortable enough to showcase it. And also when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's all about networking, but don't force relationships. Throw that genuine side of you out and genuine people will come in most of the time because you know sometimes you deal with different characters but at the end of the day it's just you know be genuine don't force relationships another thing is to be positive things are not going to go your way I have things that don't go my way all the time to be honest with you this is the third time I have filmed this episode because things weren't happening right things weren't going right at first I had the sound being an issue second I didn't like the background um I didn't like the lighting and now we are here. (laughs) So you just have to be positive and be persistent and keep trying to make things work into what you needed to do. When you make things fun, it happens. Like my weight loss journey, right? I started that back in 2021. 2021 was like my butterfly (laughs) moment where I, you know, basically I was a caterpillar and became a butterfly. But in 2021, I started my weight loss journey and I started weight loss journey so many times. And this was the first time I was consistent because I made it fun. I started going on YouTube. I watched this girl, Girl with Joe, and she made the workouts really fun. So I was able to drop the weight and I didn't realize I was doing it. I went from working out once a day to twice a day to three times a day. Now I'm at once a day again. But at that time, I lost so much weight. And then I started incorporating my own weight sessions to kind of lose even more weight and get things toned. But when you make things fun, things do happen Things do take place, but you just have to be persistent and make things fun where it doesn't feel like work anymore. It just feels like you're just doing something to enjoy yourself and you make it a routine. And also when it comes to your process, be thankful for your process. We want to expect fast results. That is not realistic at all. Everyone that you see, all these success stories, if you really watch your biographies, you will see that no, it didn't happen over a day, it didn't happen overnight. So I just encourage you for 2023 to make your goals. Don't push yourself to the point that you are exhausted and have nothing left. But focus on what what you're doing it for. Focus on why you're doing it. Remember that why. Make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Know that there's not going to be good days every day. Prepare for those moments and keep moving. Be consistent. Don't let anyone get in your head. Don't get in your head. But just keep moving and things will take place. Be persistent. Some people it's faster, some people it's slower, but you just have to be persistent. And I've seen a lot of different things. I've learned a lot of different things. And I'm really glad for this process. I'm glad for learning thing, these things on my own. I'm glad, glad for using my research and, and being able to do these things and sharing it with y'all. And I'm not where I want to be. But the point is, is that I've seen some progression, you know, whether how big or how small. 
I've seen progression of all of the things I've been trying to do because I done it on my own. I did my research. I did the way that I wanted to do and I made it fun. Yes, you guys, this was just a little deep dive into Sierra's song, Level Up, Stream It, Love It, Buy It. And you guys will level up this year, no matter if it's, you know, this big, this big or this big, you know, so <laughs> just keep moving. Just keep being persistent. Know that there are going to be some days where it's hard. Prepare for yourself mentally that everything is not going to go as you want it to. Nothing's perfect. But at the end of the day, just keep moving. Enjoy yourself and things will happen for you. I hope you guys bring more income into your families. And I hope that you just enjoy yourselves this year. So I will see you guys next time for the Lines and Layers podcast. For those who are listening on your podcast app, look me up on YouTube. My name is Layers. It is spelled L with the at sign Y-E-R-Z. L with the at sign Y-E-R-Z. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.